Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. This is Marla Goldberg, and welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. Today, I am just so honored and pleased that the Reverend Ellen Bourne is with us today. And Reverend Bourne, Ellen, um, is is a world-renowned expert, and she had discovered her gifts as a child. She spent her life expanding and honing all of her tips and tools and her techniques. She is the former president of the Lilydale Assembly, which we'll be talking about because it's an amazing place and is the founding pastor of Light of Truth Church in Buffalo, New York. Ellen is also trained as an RN, medium, Kabbalist, tarot expert, Reiki master, and homeopath, providing healthy and healing insights and touching lives all over the world. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to be here, too. Great Um, opportunity. I love the name of the show. I have to say that first. Thank you. Guided spirit conversation. I think it's fantastic. Because in, in the, at the end of it, whether you whether you listen to the guidance or not, they're guiding us all the time. Totally. And when I used to tell people that when I was a kid, I was afraid people would think I was a little cuckoo. And now I'm so happy that I'm actually doing this with somebody who also appreciates it. And there's <laughs> other people. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. I'm so excited about it. And I'm, I love the show, and I love, more importantly, I love the guests because you bring new information. It's like opening up a window each week and having some fresh new information or guidance or tips, tools, techniques for the audience brought in for help. Yes. You have a fun job. <laughs> Thank you. But so do you. Yes. So let's talk about you and your and all you do because you do quite a bit. When yeah. did you learn that you, because I'm a late bloomer, I didn't realize I was um, who I was until much later in life. Were you born with and knew young that you had special talents? I knew when I was eight years of age, for sure. But I didn't have any, I mean, there were no labels when I was a child for whatever you would call this. ESP, psychic power, whatever. And so I spent many, many hours in the local public library trying to find a book about this, but they didn't have any. So <laughs> those, wow. those books weren't in print or certainly weren't in the Erie County Public Library then. So it was sort of a, an odd, isolating experience because I couldn't really share it with anybody. So would you say that... Um you, I mean, did you, could you share your first experience where you said, yes. oh. What happened was every Sunday I'd go visit my great-grandfather who lived with my grand. And I was very close to my grandmother. She's really more my mother than my mother. Mm-hmm. And so Sundays would be the day the family went to visit him. And I kissed him goodbye and he had a beard. And there's something about when I kissed him, the way that scratchy beard felt on my little kid face. I was like, I heard like. Do this for a few seconds longer because this is the last time you're going to get to do this ever. And he wasn't any more ill or debilitated than he was the week before. But when people are frail and elderly, they can pass quickly. So before the next Sunday, he crossed. And so So you that that wasn't my imagination. I was afraid to tell anybody in my family that's what happened. I apologize for that. We had we had two two of you going. I'm sorry. Could you just repeat the last play, please? Part sure. of it. So when he did pass, and that week after I last saw him, before the following Sunday, he had crossed over. So I knew that that information I received was correct. And so, did you? You know, you're young. You're eight years old. Were were you scared, or did you just feel it like a natural? It felt very natural, and I must say, of all the variety of experiences I have ever had, which are very, very many, 
Um, fear is not one of the emotions that I feel with it. Hardly ever. Curiosity, and I don't know what this is, but not fear. Well, well, so when you found this, and I know you just mentioned off the air that you went to the library, you were looking for books. Sure. But when did you start really know, learning how to develop what you already had? 13. And age you did 13. it through? Well, what happened was at age 13, you're in grade nine or no, grade seven. I don't know. I had to, everybody in my junior high school had to do a science project. And so um, you could pick whatever you wanted. And so I found this magazine at the public library. This is so bizarre. Science Digest. It was real teeny though. And it said it had the five like symbols, like the circle, the square, the triangle, the squiggly lines. And it says, can you guess which of these pictures is on page 52? And I pointed to it and I opened it up and there it was. I go, okay, this might be real. So I took out the magazine, and at the time I was babysitting for my next-door neighbor, and this man had a Ph.D. in physics. I thought he was smart and scientific. And so I asked him if this article in this magazine was real or fake in Science Digest. And it was written out of Duke University where Dr. Ryan did the first experiments about these, these matters um, at Duke. And they had this thing in the back where you could get your own set of cards to test yourself. And the official score pad was $1 and the cards were two. So I was praying that these individuals would stay out after midnight so I could make my $3 in the stamp, you know, in one night. And they did. And I sent away for it. And they, I thought I won the lottery. I was testing me. I was testing everybody. That was my experiment. I copied one of his experiments for my seventh grade science project. And my teacher actually let me do this. Wow, that's uh, it's it's innovative. I love the fact that you did that. Yeah, but I think how did I even find that? See, I think Spirit put that magazine there for me. Even though I went to the library frequently, I never saw that. It just came out that issue was I don't know, probably not. Well, and here's and you know synchronicity is everywhere, right? So yeah. there aren't accidents. There's no such thing as a coincidence, and they were certainly helping me that day. <laughs> they certainly were. So when you, I'm, I love the, the journey. So you're 13, and you're, you did this as a science project. Did your friends start asking you questions? Well, because I had to test all these different people, so I tested my friends. You had to have a sample size that was large enough to be evidence-based. So I think maybe I did 10 people. Okay. Me, one of them. So that's really cheating, but for grade seven, it's okay. So I did, I did ten, nine people plus me, and then I added up the results. They showed you how to score the probabilities, and that was my project. So did you did you learn anything new about your friends? So did, were any of them as um, accurate as you were? Yes, one or two were, and um, but one stayed with it. We're still friends, actually. One of my very closest friends who lives in California, and. The other one, I think, got, um, when people are accurate with this, sometimes they get uncomfortable because they get fearful. Yeah. So they, after they found out they were accurate, they um, didn't want to do it. It scared them away. Well, that's what happens. And you don't know what goes on at home, right? Like what you're taught at home in the belief systems that parents, you know, try to instill in you. Yes, and I'll tell you something. When I got to grade 10, this is with the same friend now, we were both very poor in geometry, and we thought we would fail, and we had two different teachers, and so we, they had these required theorems, and we sat in the cafeteria, and we each wrote down on a piece of paper which one we were going to memorize, because we could only memorize one. There's like 20, and we wrote the same number on the paper, and I said, am I reading your mind, and you're reading mine, or is that the actual, and it was the actual one, and we both passed by the skin of our teeth for that one question. Wow. So, That's a great... Isn't that a crazy story? And you know what? It teaches you to trust your intuition. And then yeah. if, you, if, if you're, you're having a difficult time with something, ask and see what happens. And, you know, the saying, you know, is... Um, it's just fascinating. So you say, but talk about the saying, when a student is ready, the teacher, the teacher appears. Yeah. How does this apply to our listeners today? 
Well, I think anybody who's interested in guided spirit conversation or any of the topics, which I'm sure are quite a lot, or have received messages from spirit who would like a message from spirit, would like to develop and maybe a couple tips about their own intuition or what to do if you get one of these experiences and um, how to connect with the angels is who I work through. Now, do you you have classes on this that you offer to who? Yes, I do. And I have actually one coming up next Wednesday. It's just a one-night class all about the aura, which you can register for on my website. It's $22 for the one night. Very reasonable. And it'll be on uh, GoToMeeting. Okay. And then on every other Saturday on Facebook for a half hour, I um, pass messages for free. My Light of Truth Church meets twice a month on Sundays. You have to join it, and we broadcast it as you and I are broadcasting this. And there's messages and hymns and whatever because we can't meet at our usual location. So we're meeting online. And then I have some reading specials for people who are listening to this exact broadcast that a normally $65 reading will be happening for $50. And if... um, it's the coupon code is 2020. You go to revellenborn.as.me and you will receive it. That's the discounted price. And you can have it on Zoom or you can have it on the phone. And plus then Lily does. So we got a lot happening all the time. That's great. There are a lot of wonderful like classes and lots of information flowing. And yeah. so for those who are out there listening, if you want to call in and talk to Reverend Ellen Bourne, you can call at 888-346-9141. This is your chance to call and actually talk to her, ask Ellen a question, and she's here to answer if you'd like. Okay. Or someone had an odd dream. Sometimes spirits come to us in our dream, and the people don't know if it's the spirit or if they dreamt of it. That's very commonplace. Maybe someone has a dream they're interested in taking a peek at. That's true, but I have to share. Speaking of dreams, so this week I've had three nights where I woke myself up hysterically laughing. I was laughing so much. I was snorting. Love it. <laughs> I really snort in my sleep or when I'm awake, but that's how deep the laughter was. And I have no idea what it was from, but it certainly tickled my funny bone. I love It's great. You yeah. need some of that with what's happening out here. You need some balance. Balance is so important. How does balance work with, you and, you know, when, when you're getting ready to, um, because there's so much out there, there's so much negative and you're empathic like I'm empathic because we wouldn't do what we do if we weren't. Yes, but so, just because it's out there, you need to learn how to shield yourself from it. I don't have to pay attention to it. But I need to be aware of it. It's sort of like for people who've ever had a baby. You know how you sleep with one ear open? Mm-hmm. Like a fire engine could go down your street and you wouldn't wake up. But if you, if your child cried a little bit, you'd hear it, even though the other one's louder. It's just an attunement. So I used Michael the Archangel to uh, to protect, since that's his job, to protect me and the, whoever I'm speaking to. Do you make an invocation or an evocation for yes, Archangel I Michael? I do, and I always say a prayer, but I meditate before each person comes for a reading a little bit just to get their energies or see what spirit is to show me or sometimes their spirits arrive in the waiting room before they do which is always interesting because <laughs> sometimes they're clattering around in here or it sounds like somebody's walking up my stairs I'm like oh I see it must be for that person <laughs> they're coming later so it's amusing so in your mediumship do you see spirit do you hear spirit or how do you get your information about what yes, you were just yeah. mentioning well, I do. They do talk to me. They do um, show me themselves. Sometimes they write things out for me, like neon, like with one of those neon pencils. And sometimes it's just a feeling. And as I talk more about them or they show me a characteristic or something, it starts to pull together, almost like a Polaroid photograph from years ago. First, you get the outline, and then if you leave it out for another minute, it fills in. That's brilliant. So, so most people have seen that. I think they can relate to it. I think, and if they haven't seen you, but they've seen it on TV, they've seen it how other people do it. But right, if you're different. practicing 
yourself. You might get sort of a sense of the spirit. You just got to go with it. You have to trust yourself and your guides that they'll take you to the right place. Because when you say it, then sometimes they feed you the next sentence. Then it just starts to fill in. But you have to have having the confidence to take that first step. It's not easy, especially in public. You're a public medium. And now, being a public medium, you're doing you're talking about gallery readings? Correct. I've okay. Done, in Lily Dallin, we have our own galleries. Every one, Once a month on a Friday night, we have a gallery at an old cult bookshop, which unfortunately isn't going on now. But mm. uh, Well, because we can't have more than... Ten people. Thank you. At a gathering. Correct. It, it will reopen. Oh, definitely. As soon as the shop reopens legally, we'll be back. Sounds wonderful. Let's talk about Lilydale. Okay. So, I, you've heard how I've explained it, I think. You know, it's a beautiful um, spiritualist community. It's a walking community, so there are no cars, which I love. And the speed limit is five miles an hour. <laughs> it's like drive through to get to the supermarket because you live there. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I haven't been there. I've been trying. I mentioned to you, oh. I've been trying for years to get there. I didn't realize you could drive even the members' garages or they could park. They're on their own there. property. But, if, for example, if you have an appointment, you have to get off the grounds. But once you enter as a guest, it's like a parking area for all the visitors. But they have it in many locations. Nothing different. So let's talk about all the stuff that goes on there. When, when it's open... Great stuff. It's exciting. You've got mediums. You've got healers. You've got um, psychics. But no, we don't have psychics. Oh, you don't have psychics. Okay. Mediums are psychic, but in order to be a registered medium, you have to pass a test. And you have to bring through, like, somebody, for somebody you don't know. And then there's, like, a questionnaire, like, if you received the reading. How many of the spirits came through? Did you relate to them? Did you know who they were? Like that. And then if you get graded. And then you have to do a public session, and then the people you pass messages to grade you also. And so you need a certain score to hang out your shingle. Okay. So what is the score? What's well, based on the people's comments? No, I'm joking. It's sort of like 78%, 90%, no. 98%. <laughs> well, it's not 100% because we realize that sometimes people are a little nervous on the tryout too. But if they're way off, you know, or maybe somebody misses by one point, but they're a good community. You know, it it's pretty hard and fast line, but exceptions have been known to be made. Well, that's great because it's flexibility. We were talking about flexibility earlier. Right. But if you get a 60 and the passing score is 80, you ain't getting in. <laughs> You'll come back next year, practice a little more, take a few more classes, and we'll see if we can help you pass next time. Do you know most of the people who... Um, like, have they made themselves known to you before they, they um, fill out a form and say, I want to be certified as one of your mediums? You certified in one of my classes or certified? Certified for Lilydale. Oh, in order to be certified for Lilydale, you have to go before the board, fill out a form, pay a fee, do so many outdoor services for two years, take Monday night circles. Um, it's, it's a vigorous process. And then when you're done with all that, then it's your test. So it's somebody who um, has to be pretty dedicated to wanting to do that on the grounds. Now, you can take classes, you know, from people like me, and it won't give you, you still have to do that to do readings in Lilydale. But right. you can do them wherever you are. It doesn't matter where you live. Perfect. Well, we're going to stop here. We're going to be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the religion of spiritualism. So hang so on. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. 
Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with us today. This is Guided Spirit Conversations, and I'm Marla Goldberg. And today, we've got Reverend Ellen Bourne with us. Ellen, I'm going to read this correctly, um, discovered her gifts as a child and has spent her life expanding and honing them. She is a former president of the Lilydale Assembly and is a founding pastor of Light of Truth Church in Buffalo, New York. She is also an RN, medium, Kabbalist, tarot expert, Reiki master, homeopath, providing healing insights, touching lives all over the world. Welcome back, Ellen. Well, thank you. Good to be here. So we were talking and we were going to start, I wanted to find out about the religion of spiritualism. Okay. And So share what you can. Well, spiritualism became extremely popular in the United States right around the Civil War. It started prior to that in England and in the British Isles. And Arthur Conan Doyle was actually a spiritualist. And if you read through his books of like how he solved these crimes, he always, he doesn't make a big deal of it, but he, like he always had these intuitions and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, Law enforcement people have the same thing. Like, why would you look here for somebody versus there? Because they just feel it. I can't explain it. So neither can they because that's not part of their, they're not trained like that. You know, to go through your intuition, police science is more of a science. Right. But there, but there is, I mean, there are spiritualist church. It's a, it's a belief system. Yeah. It's different well, from, from yes. the religion. The religion of spiritualism does not have a master teacher like Christ or whoever, Buddha. Um, we don't. We respect all spiritual teachers, but we don't have like a go-to one. Okay. And so it can be Christian, but it's not because there is no mention of those things. The principles, the angels, the compassion, the love for one another, healing is part of the belief of the spiritualist church, that every person has the ability to be a healer. Maybe you won't do it for the public, but you need to learn to heal yourself and offer that to those that you love around you. And you don't have to do it through a conversation. I'll just say this. If you have a recipe you remember from one of your grandmas, and it always tasted better when grandma made it, not because they were had better proportions or ingredients back in the day, because of their healing love, when they were mixing the dough, they would think about the people who are going to eat it with a very happy heart, and that went into the food, and that's why it tastes better than if you just go get it at a bakery, because somebody's energy went into the creation of that, whether it's painting your walls or anything in life that you do can be done spiritually and be grounded and practical at the same time. Which is so true. Like the movie, well, I think it was like Chocolate. Where oh, like Chocolate? Where, is that it? Where yeah. she cried? Yes. Yes. I love that movie. But remember how she put a love spell one night in the, in the spices and then all the people at the table got up and started acting romantic and dancing with one another for no reason in the middle of the meal. It's exactly a perfect example. Yes. But many people who are looking for tips out there about how to, I'll just say some people in my family might think that what I do is silly, which I don't care. 
I don't ask them to do it. And other people may find it, whatever. So when I'm dealing with those people who are more, you know. Outside outside the sphere. Well, they're afraid. That's all. And they think that this is the other problem. I don't like telling people I do this if I go with new people at a social gathering. Because then people think I'm reading their mind, which I'm not. Like, that's work. Yeah. To me. Like, oh, you're a mechanic. Would you like to go change my oil in the middle of the party? I don't think so. So, you know. It's not like it. Just tell me one thing. I'm like, no, thanks. Off duty. But um, the other thing it believes in is messages from the other side. Communication with all planes of reality. So that means angels or uh, people you know that have passed over to the other side can come through a medium and give a message to one of their loved ones, depending on um, like what the relationship was. Like You don't know what words are going to come out. It just may be words of recognition. It could be an apology. It could be words of healing. It could be a tip about their future. So many different things that spirit can help us with. And it's always such a blessing when when you realize that they are, you're open to it, you get the message, because it really does support your life. They will, If anybody gives you anything negative, this is what I've learned, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if anybody, spirit-wise, like if you hear anything negative, that's not spirit talking, because spirit would never tell you to harm anybody or do anything wrong. No, but sometimes they bring up difficult subjects, like pretend they weren't the most loveliest person on earth like Mm -hmm. let's say someone has a father that comes through in spirit and they didn't get along with the father because maybe he wasn't a nice man they sometimes come through and apologize it isn't negative but they're talking about that they want to be forgiven for that what i'm talking about if people hear you know you need to hurt this person or hurt yourself that's what i'm saying that is never spirit no and I can tell you that, too. I worked in a psychiatric hospital as a nurse for 30 years. So I've talked to all kinds of people who have these ideas that are hearing voices, but not the ones we hear. You know what I'm saying? That are very destructive in some manner. Because spirit is not destructive. That must have been fascinating to be an RN nurse yes. in a facility like that. And with your, you know, with all of your abilities. And That's your- why I did it. I wanted to learn more about the brain science and how they dealt with these things. And if it was the same, if like, they're like, an, I don't know. I had so many questions that answered tons of them. And I learned a ton and helped as many people as we could. So that was great. That's wonderful. Do you have any wonderful success stories about somebody who was a patient that you, you, you know, through even conversation, you were able to help them shift yeah. Their reality. Well, of course, but some people, yes, but the people have to be open to it. I mean, some people are like extremely mentally ill people, which I had yes. too, that if you can, they need to like take a shower every day, brush their teeth and eat three meals, you might be working on that. And somebody else might be some very much more sophisticated thing. So you just don't know. Well, everything is so different, right? It's all individual. People's needs are very different from each other. So you've got to meet the person where they're at. Just like spirit and just like vibrations. You meet where you're at. It's the same thing. I think I did the same thing everywhere. I mean, I always in my office. I always did all this. And I did that. To me, it's just under the healing umbrella. Because a decent reading should help you heal something or give you a deeper understanding in your life. That's what I teach my students. They're going to just sit there and give information or whatever, mumbo jumbo. That doesn't make sense then you're not doing the reading because you're not helping the person. I like that. I like that philosophy because there are many people who, you know, just want to know what's going on. Will I have, will I get my spouse, my mate, my partner, whomever they are just, but it doesn't help any deep seated wounds that might be going on that they might be. I'll help them dissolve it. But the other thing is then I always ask people, it isn't spirit everything. So what are you doing to meet somebody? Where's the, I mean, I realize it's crazy because of COVID, but when's the last place you went out, you know, to connect with people? What, what type of place was it? Did you join a, did you join a bike riding club and like do something with other, if you like to ride bike, you know, and you don't know who those people know, or were you sitting in a cocktail lounge? I mean, I don't care if that's what you want to do, but then you're going to meet someone who enjoys that type of activity 
which is nice like once or twice a year, but for me, it's not my thing. Right. But I don't care if it's your thing. Go for it. That's all I mean. Because many people think that Prince Charming is waiting to knock on their door, you know. Right. The white canite. <laughs> the white canite. <laughs> well, that doesn't usually happen. It doesn't. But there are some meat cutes. Yeah. 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 Some really, you know, innovative way you meet people. Well, you never know. If you're open today, you can meet somebody checking out in line in a supermarket. I mean, I once met someone when my car was running low on gas and I was coming home, so I bought it in a different neighborhood. And there was a man there who had a car breakdown. He was all dressed up. His car was up on the on the thing in the garage. I met him there because I just pulled in to buy gas. I didn't even see him. And he came out and he started talking to me. He was bored because his car was up on the lift. <laughs> and he turned out to be a psychologist that I had heard of from Niagara Falls. Who wow. What were you doing in Buffalo? It was like... This whole, well, that's spirit, isn't it? Yeah, and again, it's all synchronistic because you yeah. were meant to meet for whatever reason and whatever the exchange was, right? Had to, it was necessary to happen because it either right. helped him or helped you or helped you both. Oh, no, it was very interesting because this man's reputation, because he did a lot of teaching too, was he was very haughty. And so he was like, not knowing what to, quite to do with me because even though I know psychology, Whatever. <laughs> that was quite a humorous thought exchange. We turned out we both like jazz, so that was some stuff we would do together. Well, there you go. It and didn't go anywhere, but it was fun to meet somebody as a friend. And you never know. You never know. And hey, I'm a, I believe that friends are really important. They're they're the bricks of our our life's building. Well, I would agree with you because I can tell you that once you get into this work, it's not something you can talk about with everybody. And so your your tribe or your spiritual family, as I tend to call these people, are part of the congregants of my church, the people in Lilydale. You don't want to be isolated and not be able to share your thoughts with people. That's very um, difficult when you have nobody to, or you tell the next door neighbor or your colleague and they give you that eyeball roll. That's not fun. <laughs> I know. They look at you like, what? Exactly. Like, and do so I have three horns? Yes. But you don't need to be invalidated like that. It's better to seek people that have a similar, which is part of the religion of spiritualism. I mean, their service, our services are just like, you know, a hymn, a prayer, nothing unusual. But we do have in the middle of it a healing session where you can get up and sit in a chair and receive an energy healing. And at the end, we pass messages to people in the congregation. That's so beautiful. Oh, it's very cool. It's a totally different type of service, worship service, than most people have experienced. Okay. Um, I have, I'm have. i really looking forward to experiencing it sometime. I haven't experienced it yet, but I have done Science of Mind. That's cool. You know what? I'll, then on Facebook, our church is every other Sunday at 1030. If you want to join in, you can do it that way. You don't have to live. Just because my church is housed here doesn't mean you have to be here to attend it. I have people coming from many places. Love that. Thank you. I'm going to pick, take you up on your uh, invitation to join everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's talk. You mentioned dreams earlier. Let's go back yeah. to dreaming a little bit and how you might one might be receive either psychic messages or you might like when you see somebody who's transitioned and they kind of came into your dream so yeah. for example my past dog who ironically comes into my husband's dreams all the time and doesn't it hadn't come into mine until this week and she's been gone now not quite a year but i had her for almost 17 it's a long time what mm-hmm. was the dog's name mabel and tell me what type of Doggy. She was a toy rat terrier, so she's like okay. yay, six days, six pounds, you know, oh, of big personality. I'm sorry? Yes, they're very energetic. Yeah, big, big personality. She was raised with a Rottweiler and a Doberman. Mm. So she thought she was one of them. A and she kept up with them, yeah. She was fierce. She was totally fierce, but not oh, like a Chihuahua. Hmm? Not like a Chihuahua. Just, no, they have a different temperament. Yeah. So, but she came in and I thought that was a beautiful visit. So it's like, thank you. No, no, no. Let's back up. 
Okay. So um, I would say, I don't know. When you, I'll assume you're sharing a room with your spouse, but that's my assumption since you're married. Yes. When you sleep in the same room or in the same bed with somebody for a long time, your unconscious minds mix in the dream world because you're both receiving information separately, but next to each other from the collective unconscious. So it's interesting to me that he kept getting this dog and then episodically, but with frequency, and you just got it now, and it's been almost a year. So dogs represent, not it's not just your personal pet, that's true, but dogs represent loyalty and unconditional love. So that's where I feel there's something going on in your life at this time, where that's an issue that this dog is helping you work on, or wouldn't be back. Like there's some situation in your life it's not that simple that you have to handle with just send a white light, unconditional love, do not expect any like outcome, don't be attached to it. And But you're still, just because you're less involved, it doesn't mean you're not loyal to the person or the situation. You understand? Yes, I do so understand. Sometimes you just have to send someone else's angels to them, even if you don't know who they are. I'll just make up a name, Joe Smith. If Joe Smith was having a hard time with me, and I couldn't communicate with him, I would say, angels of Joe Smith, please uh, send some white light to him, and my hands are clean. I didn't send the energy to angels did. And you'll be surprised, because angels can change people's circumstances and make stuff happen in their life that maybe they'll wake up. But you got it's hard to do. So let go and let God. I love that. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about angels and how they... Are weaved in how they weave in and out of our lives. Yes, they're very influential and very cool. Perfect. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. I am speaking with Reverend Ellen Bourne. And Reverend Bourne um, is world-renowned, and she is the former president of the Lilydale Assembly in Buffalo, outside of Buffalo, New York. Ellen is also an RN, a medium, a Kabbalist, tarot expert, and Reiki master, as well as a homeopath. So welcome back, Ellen. Thank you. This so, is a fun, fun time. This is great. And I really want to also get back to that conversation we had, but it's charity shout-out time. And this okay. is the time we talk about the charity of our guests' preference. Oh. And yours is Lilydale Assembly. Correct. So let's talk about the Lilydale Assembly and the help that, you know, if it resonates with those out there, um, why it's such a great thing. 
Well, it's a village. It's the largest village in the whole world of spiritualism, even though it's not that big. We have a giant spiritual library there that is a lot of books about spiritualism and other spiritual books. The Healing Temple is free. You can go in there during hours. And it's got beautiful old grounds. It's got a virgin forest. It's got a little lake. It's very picturesque. And a lot of people go there just to walk around, you know, and um, be in nature. We also offer readings, classes, church services, um, a free auditorium lecture, message passing galleries three times a day. So there's a lot to do there in the summer in classes. And um, we're a 501c3 not-for-profit religious organization. So, um, and our buildings are old. Some of them are like, you know, very old. Aren't a lot of them over 100 years old? There's a lot that are old like that? Yeah, but well, if you figure that Lilydale began in the 1860s, around the time of the Lincoln used to hold seances in the White House, which a lot of people don't know. He did. Yeah, he was a spiritualist. Because if you recall that his wife had lost a lot of kids, babies. Yes. And, um, and they used to say she was crazy when they had these seances. But he went to them, too, because she would get mad. And he also got messages about, think of ending the Civil War, what that took. Of him as a person. So he didn't do that. He got that. And, he, and also in the, um, in the quilts that were sewn in the South were certain designs for the soldiers that told them, like, where the North was. It was very, and um, Jill, wait a minute, Drew Gilpin Faust, who is the president of Harvard University, um, wrote a book about spiritual, about um, women's roles in the Civil War, and there's an entire chapter dedicated to spiritualism in there. Because that was a big part, because if you think of how many people died in the Civil War, 25% yeah. of the country, that's one out of every four people you know. That's pretty ugly. And so people were wanting, it caught on because people wanted, so many people wanted to talk to their their friends and relatives. They crossed or sometime a regiment from a village would go and that one person would return. It was horrible. It was, <sighs> if you study it historically, it's not gone with the wind, baby. But at any rate, <laughs> and, and a lot of these women would go into the fields with their husbands. How do you think they got cooked for and were like, you know, gave first aid? And it's it's a very interesting book about that time and the role of females. But there's a whole chapter in it. And so Lilydale brought up at that time too. And there are spirit paintings of Lincoln there. There's many things there that are, oh, the history museum. It's got the weirdest objects that you've ever seen that we will never see anywhere. But everything is very cool. Spirit paintings, um, many different. And so you can use the support through donation or... Th yes. And where do they, where would they, where would they go to? to the uh, our website, lilydellassembly.com, and there's a donate click. Perfect. Thank you. So if you all resonate with... What uh, Alan has shared with you, please, they could use the support, and especially this year, because mm. things have, are, look at everyone struggling, and this yeah. assembly also has its challenges because it's, it's, life has changed as well as we know it. So yes. we can't have as many visitors, so it's been a little rough. Right, but they do have online classes, so that is really a positive thing to do as well, yeah. to support Lilydale. Yes, if you want to enroll in a class on their online catalog, you could do that also and support them by um, supporting one of our presenters. And also, I'm hosting an astrology discovery series, which I'm not teaching every class, but it meets every Wednesday night between 7 and 9, and it's only $20. And we have different topics and different speakers every week from all over. That is that's cool. That's very cool. That's, I mean, that, it's not a hefty price. Right, and it's 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 affordable. It's affordable, yeah. and so, but it helps Lily Lilydale, and it look at it, it's been around for since eighteen again eighteen eighteen sixties eighteen sixties. So we want to keep it going to at least forever. Yeah, <laughs> as long well, as people are on the earth, is that people come and they feel after they spend the time there 
they feel somewhat healed or more at peace. It's very peaceful there. Because you can hear like the leaves moving and these big old trees and the lake. It's like everything's in miniature. Teeny forest, teeny lake, teeny, but it's fabulous. Oh, it sounds lovely. I can't wait to get there. Because I've been trying. It's an inspiring place to be, and there is no other place like it of its size. Not that it's so huge anywhere else in the whole world. So it's very, very unique and very cool. And the other thing is, if you want to check out Lilydale, it's not going to happen this year, but get on their mailing list so you know what you know activities are happening, what events are happening, and right. when they're going to be able to open up to the public, yes. so that you know it can get back to their new norm. And yes, we're waiting for the governor to let us know. <laughs> so, and when you sign up for the email list, then you'll know as well, and then you can support by even right. walking the grounds or going into the museum. You can just go for an ice cream if you want and sit there in the park by the water. It doesn't matter, but um, yes. So that's a good thing. And I, we're also having a, sponsoring a big astrology conference weekend there on September 30th for the first weekend in October. So we got, and if you send me your email, I'll put you on my monthly newsletter because it has all this jazz on it. If and you want to be a subscriber, just find me at Ellen Bourne at roadrunner.com. Or go to my website, www.ellenborn.com, and just send me your email. And then I'll send you a personal copy of our newsletter every month, and you can keep track of what's happening. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's hard to remember all these things. <laughs> it is. But that's why it's, it's taped, so they can go back and hear it again. Yeah, that's wise. So there we go. Okay. So when, before we left, we wanted I wanted to talk about angels. Yes. But I also, I want to end the show with talking about what we were talking about on the break before you go to bed. So I want to make sure we yeah. hit that as well. So let's talk about angels, how they, the roles they play in our life. Well, angels, you have to realize, do not have free will. People have free will. Like if you want to do this today and do a broadcast, you can. If you don't want, you know, it's your, it's your choice. Angels get an assignment. For example, the chief archangel is Michael. And he's the protector. So it's his job. That's why I use him for mediumship, to keep any negativity out and any negative spirits out. I just allow him to protect me. And he's over here on the right hanging. But um, And his color is Crayola Crayon Red. So let's say you know you're, I'll just, let's say you know you're having an important meeting like at your job. You know, and um. And you feel like you want more protection. Nobody knows what color your undergarments are. I'll just put it there. It's so funny you say that. When I was going through my divorce, um, a friend of mine who is a healer said, wear your red underwear when you go to court. Yes. So protection. I'm decked in red. After Valentine's Day and Christmas, they go on sale. That's the best time to stack your <laughs> <laughs> So, And then... For you ladies, a little shopping tip. No, but seriously. And so we have Michael. We have um, Raphael, who's the angel of healing, who's green. We have um, Uncle Ralph. We have uh, Gabriel, who's the archangel that has to go with message passing. You know, he's got the horn. A lot yes. of people see him flying sideways at Christmas. There's a decoration. But yes. that's da, 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 big announcement. So when you're starting to receive... That's where it's coming from. And then we have Uriel, U-R-I-E-L, a non-canonical, non-biblical angel, arc and sandal font, the archangels of the earth plane. So that's fire, earth, and water. So I always call them in or sometimes, you know, pretend you know somebody who's in the hospital. You want to send, don't worry about it. Don't picture them sitting there in their hospital pajamas. Because I don't want your negative energy on me if that's me sitting there. You just call on Raphael and send him some white light. Which would you rather receive if you were a patient? I worry you're a blessing from an angel. This is all real simple. But there's a lot of tools. There are a lot of tools. And blessings you from an angel would be my vote. Well, of course. One of my, it's the same thing as watching the 11 p.m. news. Now, whoever invented this custom, I think, is a bit nuts. But at any rate, why would you want to sit in front of the TV and watch the worst events of the day? Because there's no good news on the news. And then fall asleep thereafter. 
to me, that makes no sense to fill your mind with all this goofy stuff. And then, gee, it's a good time to go to sleep. It's totally illogical. So if you're, I'm not saying black out the news, but just don't watch it at that time. It's or like watch it in the morning. Paper. Watch it at noon, but not before you go to bed. Read it in the paper or read it online. You don't need to have it in your living room. But even more so, those those TV shows that have murders and killing and or movies like that before you go to bed. I it's say like no. You tell me why the most popular shows on TV are all about murder and mayhem, and people watch them before they go to bed. It doesn't give a good sleep to your mind and your mind is relaxing you're rejuvenating when you're sleeping not just your body so you want to give it a chance exactly and so this is the point that i wanted to bring up to people that we were talking about is that in closing the show and in closing um this conversation that please 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 i invite you not to watch anything violent gruesome horrible negative before bed Yes, take care of yourself. It works better that way. And if that's the biggest tip we have today, it's a big one. It's huge because many people have to change their habits. Ellen, I want to say thank you so much. I can't believe the time is up. I'd love to have you back again. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all you do to get the show up and running. To Teresa and Angelique, thank you. Um, And I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking time out of your day, out of your life, to tune in and you either watch or listen to Guided Spare Conversations. If you like the show, please like us. And if you are on YouTube and you see the channel, please subscribe because we'd love to know that you're out there and we don't want you to miss any one of our exciting guests coming up or our replays. So tune in. And my final request for everyone out there is please be respectful and considerate of other people when you're outside because you don't know what they're dealing with health-wise and you don't know what you might bring them. So in this time of COVID, please just show consideration to your other humans, four-legged beings or otherwise. Now, all right. Exactly. So till the next time, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Stay well.